Hey, hey everyone. everyone. This is Rachel. And I'm Felix. And we'd like to inform you that we'll be using adult language. We're going to say fuck. We're going to say pussy. And you're going to have to deal with it. Listener discretion is advised, bitch. <laughs> Recording. <laughs> I was uh I was like updating the app and then I was like, wait a second. What did I do that could have caused this? And I was like, oh I'm I'm logged in as her because I was listening to the to the master of the love episode. Right, right. And I was like, oh that's the issue. So why are you thinking about recording right now? Because I'm uh, drinking wine, uh, <laughs> listening to music, smoking good marijuana. <laughs> and this is what you wanted to do with your time is record, is record a podcast. Yeah. Also wine drunk. So. Yeah. I just, I just, I, I, I showed you, I was watch, or watching the uh, podcast for the movie Bloodsport. Yeah. And I love that movie. I grew up watching that movie as a kid. Yeah, y'all love that movie. It's so good. Anybody who is like between the ages of like 30 and like maybe like 55? I don't I don't think it's as widespread popular as you believe it to be. <laughs> I think it's you know I think it's universally popular, but you know, I, I don't I don't agree. I do not care about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really bad movie. It has some of the worst acting. It's Jean-Claude Van Damme's first movie. What podcast were you listening to that was talking about it? It's the Rewatchables. Oh. Where they do the movies. Right. They did I listened pretty... to um, How Did This Get Made? And this week uh-huh. they did Drop Dead Fred, and I have never <laughs> heard such arguing in my entire life. And I yeah, love that movie. That movie is so bad. That movie's I bad. I loved that movie. It's a bad movie. I saw it as a kid, and I was like this little girl who like wanted to make waves, you know? So it was, to me, it was tight. I was like, yeah, an imaginary friend who's going to help me like do pranks and shit. Did you have an imaginary friend? I did when I was young, 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 young. Way before that, I had an imaginary friend and I had a song for him. I guess I like sang a song to him and it was a hymn. And I don't know what we did. I, I'm too young to remember having had that friend. Yeah, it's not, it's not in your, I mean, it's in your mind, but it's, uh, you don't remember it. Yeah, like I, I know it existed and I know his name and I know the song, but I don't remember what his purpose was besides play, I guess. Yeah. I saw that. I mean, I saw that movie as a kid as well. Yeah. But I don't know. I didn't like it, but you know what movie I saw? That's a kid's movie that I liked. This is the last kid's movie I saw in the theater. I saw inside out. Have you ever seen inside out? Yeah. Have you, of course I've seen inside out. (laughs) You know, I, it's funny. Like, you know, because it ties together with what you said about, you don't remember that imaginary friend yeah remember an inside out it's like the your memories fall into that like hole that ravine yeah and they're inside of you but you just don't remember them anymore yeah it's like that someone was saying like before i'd seen the movie they were just like if you don't cry during this movie you're a monster and i watched the movie and i did not cry I guess I'm a monster. I mean, the last Disney movie I cried at was Up. But I don't really I cry during that. movies that often. I'm I'm like not fun to watch movies with because I'm like, I'm not watching it critically, but I'm watching it like paying attention to everything. I'm like, oh, the writing, the directing, these choices. You know what I mean? Like, I'm never really, there's never really any real emotion. <laughs> I, I cry. You're a little bitch. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I was gonna say that. No, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be like, I'll be sitting down watching a nice movie. Let me see what what movie like makes me cry every single time I see it. 
Because there's like numerous ones. Really? Yeah. I'm trying to think which ones make me. They made me cry for different things. Like, uh, I was watching that movie uh, on Netflix called Roma. Now I'm going to sound really. Oh, yeah. You told me you cried during Roma. I cried during Roma. And then I watched it and I didn't cry. And I was like, am I a monster? Like, what's. Nah. It's just like the scene where she's uh, they're in the countryside on vacation and yeah. she's walking in the like in the countryside and there's like the goats run by her and it's like that beautiful like view in the back. Yeah, I fucking started crying. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> uh, was I mean, did you grow up somewhere very similar to that? No, I grew up on military bases. Oh right, okay. I, so I was just wondering if it was yeah. like nostalgia that made you emotional. No, it's just I just thought it was so beautiful because I've known I've met women like her. Yeah. Like when I when we moved to like we lived like when I moved to South America when I was 13 years old. Yeah. 12 going on 13. Yeah. We got to South America and then when we got to the house, we got a maid. Mm. And it, she was her. And I was like, holy crap, because I grew up my whole life up to then living like on military housing mm-hmm. and doing and doing chores. Mm-hmm. And now it's like you live here. What made your parents decide like, hey, I'm going to we're, we're going to have a maid now. What made them decide, oh, we can do this? Oh, no, we it's, to do this or we need to do this. Well, the, the United States government sent my dad to work in Bolivia. And then they just give you a house, and then that's the house they give you. <laughs> the house comes with, pretty much. So yeah, like I mean, you get your own. You can cause it's just the the disparity in money there. Like that's the first time I saw like real poverty. Okay. Like I saw people like taking shits in the street. Yeah. That's like you know when you start seeing stuff like that, that's when you're like, all right. I have it really nice <laughs> where I live. <laughs> I've seen that in LA. Oh, no, for sure. Inside the city. Yeah. But. <laughs> but I, you know, the, the craziest thing about that place was this is what really like drove my mind bonkers. In Bolivia, was, right? This in Bolivia. Okay. In Bolivia. Was that there are people there that. All right, the official language in Bolivia, like the language of business and whatever, is Spanish. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's, people, there's people there that still don't speak Spanish. They still speak the native Inca language. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, I guess I didn't know that myself, but I noticed yeah. that watching Roma. They have their own little language, those girls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I laughed in the middle of that because I'm, I'm watching the Housewives of Orange County. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the white bitches like was drunk and naked <laughs> and she was walking around in their like Airbnb like uh-huh. out of the tub and she's wet and she slips and falls and she's just like falls on her ass naked like that was fucking hilarious I'm listening to abstract radio yeah of course you are and drinking vino <laughs> no but it's it's that movie made me cry. But you don't cry at movies? It's okay. You're not a monster. Well, I mean, it's... Because I, mean, I cry all the time. <laughs> like, I <laughs> See, I'm different. I don't cry, cry uh, anytime else. While I'm such a, a sucker. I'm just so focused on all of the art as a whole that went into it. Because everybody... You know, when you when you watch a movie or a TV show and you're watching those credits go by, every one of those people is an artist, you know? Yeah. And so I'm so focused on, I guess maybe going to film school ruined me for just watching a movie and being fucking regular. Cause I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm never just watching it. I'm like studying it. I'm like seeing what I can learn. I'm trying to extract, you know, the next idea from it. So it's a, uh, my, since my mind's doing a thousand different things, it's not really focusing on the emotion, but I, I would say like, if I like watch it again for like a second or third time, then I can just watch it. But I guess I have to watch it multiple times to be able to just enjoy it as entertainment. You feel me? Yeah, you're looking at, like, the mechanics of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, the first time I watched Gone Girl, I was just like, oh, the sound design. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff 
that's like going through my head when I saw Midsummer. There's like yeah. a lot of like violence and gore in that movie, and um, I'm just kind of like paying attention to the mechanics of how they did it. Uh-huh. Where <laughs> you know, does Midsummer take place? Attention to like shot choices. Like in Midsummer, there's a lot of reflection there's Mm -hmm. like a lot of shots that i'm not giving anything away but there's a lot of shots that like happen through a mirror and 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 i'm just like remember that remember that you know every single time i see like a sort of um unnatural shot or something like that i'm just like well remember that that shot means something remember that so that's i mean that's why i don't really have a whole lot of emotion when watching something it's because i'm learning from it and you know and what country does Midsummer take place? Sweden. Ah. In America. So the beginning is in America and then the end is like just in this meadow in Sweden. So you, yeah. you don't see Sweden. You just, it could, they could have just shot the whole thing here in America. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't read up about it or anything. Someone told me it was disturbing and I was like, ooh, must go see. Sweden's a weird country. I was ready to move there. I was ready to go. That's crazy that you dated a Swedish DJ. Isn't it? It doesn't it I sound think it's wild? amazing. Doesn't it sound like I should have known? Swedish DJ. Can we just say it out loud? Swedish yes, DJ. Yes, I love it. It feels like something that I should have known wasn't going to go well. You should put that shit on a card. Like like what? Rachel Cross, creator, filmmaker, uh, dated a Swedish DJ. <laughs> What like why is that why like is that like a, a credential? Is it like oh it's pretty cool she dated a Swedish DJ? I think it's cool as fuck. Like if, no, he was it, awful. Why? I know, why but just the cool? idea in my head. I feel like like if you say that to me, like I also would picture you like as that girl that's wearing a jean jacket in high school, and she's like smokes cigarettes and fucking you know like <laughs> the cool that's- girl. Though it wasn't me. I was cool, but I just wasn't worried about other people thinking I was cool. I think. Oh, well, I guess now that I said that, it kind of defeats the purpose. But no, you know, I, the, I mean, the cool I was a girl. bitch in high school. I was bullied in middle school. So then I became a bully in high school. Yeah. So I wasn't that cool, but I was just like, and our school is a little bit weird because we went to like a performing arts high school. So. Like yeah, it's kind of yeah. Sucked, and our cheerleaders were all <laughs> ashy, and like it was. Like, <laughs> so the cool kids were the the nerdy drama kids, which were us. The thespians. Yeah, the thespians. So, so I don't know. It's weird. Like, I just I became really mean. I was really mean in high school. Really, really mean. And a lot of people that I ran into after I graduated if I felt like I had probably wronged them, like I just, I spent a, there was like an apology tour the two years after high school. Cause I was like, you know what? That was <laughs> unnecessary. All of that was unnecessary. You were like Billy Madison, fucking <laughs> Steve Buscemi crosses your name off the list. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to fucking kill. I was going to fucking find Rachel and shoot her. <laughs> It was wild. Um, I mean, I and a lot of people didn't forgive me either. That's okay. That's on them. Your kids. We were kids. Forgiveness. Speaking of forgiveness, isn't it wild that Florida man texted? That's kind of crazy. Uh, But it's a it's the most Florida thing. (laughs) It is. I'm not going to talk about it if you don't want to talk about it. It's a very Florida story. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say uh, what's going on, but it, I'll say it answers a lot of questions for me. That's. I feel good. I feel like you actually have definite, like, kind of closure. Yeah. So it answers a lot of questions. It did sort of create a situation <laughs> in my brain for the last couple hours, where I was like, "Does he need me to be there for him, or is it not good for us to be in contact?" Does that make sense? Yes. Because now that I know what was going on, it was so easy to forgive him. I did it within yeah. minutes. It took like, like he texted me and I texted him back like 15 minutes later. Yeah. But um, I, it was now that I know what was going on, it was easy to forgive him. I actually feel better about the whole situation. I'm starting to feel like he, maybe he did love me. Yes. It's, uh, you know, 
what I wrote is uh, what I I wrote you a, a message. Then I wrote like a lot of laughing stuff. <laughs> the first message I wrote you about, you know, you know, uh, I don't want to. I don't know if I should say it, but you know, we 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 made a couple jokes about the yeah, situation. Yeah, but it's what 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 he's going through is a serious thing. So mm-hmm. yeah. So I I texted Lauren because um, she's she's good on advice about this kind, and I was like, I feel some kind of responsibility to let him know that I can be there for him during mm-hmm. this, but um, but I also don't think that I should. I think that like we're we're mm-hmm. done. That chapter is over for oh, both no, of sure. us, and we should both move on from it. Um, but I care about his well-being, mm-hmm. you know, so. I, I'd like to know that he's doing all right or that, I don't know. Um, but uh, she said, sleep on it. Said, don't say anything to him. Just sleep on it. And I was like, yeah, I'll probably feel different That's tomorrow. actually like really Even good if- advice. <laughs> Lauren is that really? one. Like, she seems Lauren that way. is not of this earth. Lauren is an angel on earth. Where's she from? Con- is she That's from Tennessee? She is. Kentucky? <laughs> she's from Kentucky, yeah. yeah. She's an angel on this earth. Like she's yeah, just she's a good uh, she has good energy. Everything. It's never yeah. She's the best. She's the greatest. Yeah, no, I can't. I'm a good <laughs> I'm a big person on like energy. And... Oh, oh, but she was complaining about a vibe. I was just day. making a joke. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't like memes. But I you do love like memes. memes. You but you don't like about? Memes. I just uh I just think it's I, I was referring to it as that when people put it in their profiles on Tinder. Oh, you don't well, like that? It's... When someone's saying they're trying to catch a vibe? I mean, that's the same as energy. If you're big on yeah. energy and someone says they're trying to catch a vibe, how can you be against I know. That? I just think it's so ambiguous. I'm like, I want to know what you but... want. <laughs> energy and a vibe are the same thing. And what you want. Like, no I one's, understand. No one's, I mean, I feel like it goes without saying. Like, you don't. No one's looking for someone with bad energy, you're not right? Good, you're not catch. This is my point, though. I love all that stuff, but when I'm on the app, like if I'm on Tinder or something, I don't want to read that because then I have to like think more. Because I was very ambiguous, and I have to look at your picture and be like, "All right, what kind of vibe is she talking about?" You know what I'm saying? But then, why would you think that you can find that in a picture? Because it's though? the profile. You, I mean, they're putting their. Yeah. You're never going to catch a vibe until you meet exactly. a person. You feel like you're catching vibes off of people's no, pictures. No, I'm saying I like a good, succinct profile, like a good like bio so I can make a quick decision <laughs> without thinking about a vibe. What's a what's a perfect bio it's to like, you? What's a perfect bio? I want to know length. I want to know information. I want to know what you what when you see it, you're like this is this is a good bio. They've done a good job. Whether you like them or not, they've done a good job as to telling you what to expect. The best bio I read this week, a girl wrote, uh, I have my shit together. You should too, period. That's it. I was like, okay. (laughs) I swipe left. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I mean. Because when I read like trying to catch a vibe, because I see it from all, and it's not even... uh, like race specific or like class specific because I see it like in all spectrums from what I can see on the Tinder. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's so ambiguous. What does she mean? (laughs) The other girl said that she wants this and I'm not that. So left. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wait, you swiped left on the where I mean, you should be swiping left on everybody right yeah. now. But oh, I deleted you my Tinder left on the have your shit together, girl. Because do you think you don't have your shit together? I, just, I think everybody thinks they don't have their shit together. Right. Yeah. You think that's a confidence thing, or a, or a just like a, I'm not where I think I should be. Yeah, right I, just, now I think that society has become everybody's in a race with each other. And everybody wants, everybody has to be, it's it's like a one-up society. It's like, oh, 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 you hang out there? Oh, no, no, I hang out at this place, bro. You know, like, it's a very kind of, <laughs> like, one-up society. And I think it's, uh, 
it's kind of hurting things on the dating side. And that mm-hmm. also ties into people wanting to just like looking for the next bigger and better thing. So, oh my God, didn't I say yeah, that today? Uh, so when we were editing today, I was talking about I was talking about dating actors in particular. Yes. Where, hey, yes, know, they, yeah, I remember. I remember completely. They, now, yes. Right, yeah, they think that they're already the person who is famous and working regularly, and you mm-hmm. know what I mean. They. they they think that they're already that person. The same as me falling in love with a person, a person's potential. It's it's like that dating actors when they're because they think they're already that famous guy. <laughs> they already they think they're already Brad Brad Pitt. So they're they won't commit to you. You know the ride or die. Who's here right yeah. now? They won't commit to you because they think, oh, you know, as soon as I get that one big part and I blow up, then Gigi Hadid is going to be in my fucking DMs. Yeah. And that's not the case. And it's really like it's really like if you're going to date an actor, you should date an actor who's been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. That way, they've already had the ups and downs, and they know that like nothing is mm-hmm. promised. <laughs> you know, so like an actor who's like who like had like a huge part and did really well for a couple of years and then like nothing for a few years that's if you're gonna date an actor date an actor who's been around the block mm-hmm. not an up-and-coming date one that. yeah not one who just decided he's gonna start acting he just moved to la or atlanta like don't don't date them because they think they're that guy already yeah <laughs> well <laughs> it's it's a difficult the reality is, I can make them that guy right now. <laughs> Look at you, I like it. <laughs> I can make them that guy, but they can't think they're that guy already. If like if I had a if I had like a meme of you saying that, I would put a gif of like Ryu from Street Fighter throwing a Hadouken. <laughs> Hadouken. <laughs> My my, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna make that meme. My sister you. does it. She does uh, cause her her uh, where where she lives in Guatemala, uh, she has the view of the volcano, Ooh. and then sometimes like the sun will be there, and she'll put Ryu on it. <laughs> but she's like me. Like I'll post stories and then I delete them. Oh wait, is that the is that the thing that's like every? She does it every she morning. Posts it and it has a little koala. Has a little on koala it. on it. That's her view. Yeah, I turn it that. sideways. I, I like. I look forward to that. Yeah, every she's day. for everybody who's listening. If you don't follow my sister, follow her, and then turn your phone sideways because she does really good yeah. sideways shots. And don't fucking catcall her. Oh, she, I will. Nah, listen. I will fucking. If she sees you in the street, she will fucking knock your ass out. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't play I games. Will, I will kill you for disrespecting my sister. Nah, all she does is <laughs> no, no. She's the one. She's like, oh my god. She's more hardcore than me. Good. Seriously. Um, yeah, I love her stories. Uh, especially when she posts fucking food. I just... No, you know, that's her thing. You know me and food. If I could fuck food, I would. She, I don't know how the fuck... She, she works out so hard because she eats... She eats everything. Well, <laughs> her workouts be hella oh, intense. Is this... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's... <laughs> She's hardcore. A shy appreciation show. It's a, oh yeah, no Shay, Shay, Shayla, Shay, Shayla. Shay. I don't think I've ever heard you say My your sister's name. Shayla Taina. You want to no, hear a good it, story Shay. about? I'm sorry, I said it wrong, Shay. I'm sorry, I said it you wrong. Wanna, you wanna... You're my boo. I have a good story about me and her. It's funny. It's because I was like, we were like, uh, I was in sixth grade. She was in fifth grade. So Mm -hmm. 12, 11 years old, because we're very close in age. We're like less than two years apart. And uh, we were riding the bus home, and there were these kids uh, fucking with me. And, you know, I would try to take care of myself the best I could. But, you know, you know, sometimes you need some help. Uh, So I'm Uh actually changing the narrative of the story. I could tell it like where I came out to be the hero. But in actuality, (laughs) you know, my sister, she, my sister has sometimes way bigger balls than me. I'm not going to lie. Uh-huh. Uh, and so we got off the bus and these two, these two kids came off the bus and uh, we, we all started fighting. Just randomly? Yeah, no, just like, 
like my, they were talking shit. My sister jumped up to defend okay. me, and pam pam, we just yeah. all started fighting. And me and my sister, you're older I'm than like her, right? a year. I'm a year and a half older than her. And she, okay. Oh, so she and I. Yeah, are the my same sister's age. 36. She just turned 36 in May. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. She's a Taurus. No, she's a Gemini. Gemini. Okay, at the end yeah. of May. Wait, I don't know when your November twelfth. Oh my god, it's coming. Yeah, it's okay. I'll be thirty-eight. I'm not fretting. <laughs> no, it wasn't about that. It was like me being prepared to celebrate you and exalt you properly. Oh, I do the same thing right? every year. What do you I do? I go to a really nice steakhouse, like an old white guy's. Like Ron Swanson, yes. you eat a steak. I eat a fucking day, steak like and I get a bottle of Chianti or Cabernet Sauvignon or Malbec. I just look at the wine list. I talk to the sommelier. I'm like, yo, what do you got? And I go have me a fucking like $40, $50 steak. <laughs> do you you do that by nah, yourself? No, whoever I'm with, I'll invite people. If you want to come, they can come. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Okay, all right. I'll just make sure I put that in my calendar. You don't okay. have to eat right. steak Go if on. you don't want. You can have, like, whatever you want. Are you kidding? Have you met me? <laughs> you've met me. I feel like you've said so many things today that mean you don't know oh, me. Oh, yeah, that's I feel right. Like you know me. But I think you just know my vagina and what it likes. I don't think you yeah, know you, much else about me. Like, what's my favorite I don't color? Know that. Yeah, I don't. We know some interesting things. We know a lot about each other without you knowing have, anything. I think is, is your favorite color is black. <laughs> that is a good Because you're always wearing black. What is it with L.A. girls that wear black? Because I know another girl from L.A. and all she does is wear black, too. Well, this was a choice. Have we talked about why this is a choice? I think we talked about it one time. This is a choice because I am kind of a shopaholic. And um, I will spend an entire day at a mall just buying one outfit. And so I said, you know, I did like the KonMari uh-huh. thing and I just went through all my clothes and I said, only keep what's black. And then if you have to buy new clothes, buy the same item again <laughs> and only buy it in black so that I don't spend a lot of time. So if I'm buying pants, I go straight to the gap. I find that pair of pants in the size I get it in black and I go. So now instead of like a 12-hour shopping trip, I have a 30-minute shopping trip. And that was just a, a like a focus choice. It was just like I'm not going to focus on how I – when it was, it was a choice about moving here. So it was like I'm not going to focus on how I look and I'm not going to focus on anything else except my writing. That's, that's dedication. So I've only been wearing all black since 2016. You just, uh, as, as the kids say in the streets, murdered out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, murdered out. <laughs> yeah, I've only, and I, and I shaved my head when I got here. What? I cut all my hair off. Yeah, so it, like, it was all about just the only thing that I needed to think about was, went, was went, my writing. And, and look, it's paying it off. Is, yeah, it? you went G.I. Jane. <laughs> for the kids, for the kids listening, that's a movie from the nineties. I told failure to suck my dick. Oh, that is that is a lie. That'd be more, man. I loved it. I loved when I saw GI Jane and she said suck my dick. I was like, this is it. This is who I am. <laughs> no, I had a biggest. What's the movie with her and John Cusack where they're like on summer vacation on an island, but she's like a guitar player. She's like a bohemian guitar what? player. I have no idea it's what a, that is. It's a old, it's a late 80s movie. It's like after uh, Say Anything. I have no idea what that movie is. Now we have to find out and have like... A watch party. Wayward Daters movie night. <laughs> a watch party. Let me turn my computer on. Hang on. Um... I'm looking at the bottle of wine that I just almost drank the whole thing. Wow, I am drunk. I, I, this um, is password. <laughs> it's about to lock me out. <laughs> Yo, that ha- <laughs> I'm not gonna say that on the fucking podcast. Just in case. No, 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 no. I can't. I can't. I can't. All right. 
it's it has to it's uh it would blend my professional life oh yeah no don't do that yeah yeah your job matters amazon will never find me that's right (laughs) i work for a major corporation that doesn't pay taxes but i have the best job they've got I gotta send you the this po- the podcast I listened to that Kara Swisher did with the guys who made uh uh the great hack. Didn't you send that to me? Did I send that? No, I thought I sent you the one with Bill Simmons and Kara Swisher. Oh, okay. Well, so they interviewed her. All right. I wanted you to listen to it because she is like she cuts off mansplaining like the hardest. Which I've, I've I enjoyed a lot because <laughs> I was like, okay, this is how. Okay, all right. I know I you're see. not doing it intentionally, but when you get stoned, you you mansplain me a lot, mm-hmm. and it's really annoying. I feel like I mansplain everything when I get stoned. Yeah, it's it's like one of the reasons why I don't like being around you when you once you've oh. like smoked. I'm like oh, I can't <laughs> because I it's and it's more my thing than it is your thing. Because remember, I told you like I'm like afraid I might be stupid and no one's telling me. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I'll, I'm just I'm gonna explain it for listeners just so they know where I'm coming from here. It's like when you're watching those first few episodes of American Idol and there's all these people who are just like, I'm going to be a star. Like everyone tells me that I'm like the best <laughs> singer. There's like a room full of townspeople and they're all like <laughs> clapping for them. And then you actually hear them sing and they're garbage. And you. you're like, holy shit. All those people were just gassing them up. And oh my God. Oh, I can't stop myself from saying it right now. But even like, even at the last film festival, some stuff mm-hmm. wasn't <laughs> executed well. Some stuff uh, was not executed on. well. Come and on. I'm afraid it's because <laughs> the people around them are like, oh, this is were great. gassing them up and telling them, amazing, amazing. I can't believe, you know what I mean? And, yes. and, and weren't giving them like criticism. And so that's why, that's why I'm afraid I might be stupid. I just feel like everyone's gassing me up all the time. And and not telling me I'm actually a big dummy. So and that's just my stuff. That's my stuff. But it does have an effect on me when people start mm-hmm. explaining things to me or asking mm-hmm. me stupid questions because then I go, You think I'm stupid. You think I'm stupid. And it makes me really like it's like the one thing in the world that makes me violently angry is me thinking that someone else thinks I'm stupid, which is obviously my shit. Because the root of it is me thinking they think that. So when you get stoned and you start mm-hmm. mansplaining to me, which is not a Rachel specific thing, it's just a thing you do. Yeah. I get really, really crazy butt ass, like fucking crazy, <laughs> crazy set the house on fire angry. Cause I'm like, this nigga thinks I'm stupid. <laughs> That's the furthest from the truth. I, I know it is. I know it is. And I can't help it. And it's like, it's like being anger drunk. It's like when you do it, oh, I, I know, know that. you don't think I'm stupid, but I'm like, he thinks I'm stupid. <laughs> really, really mad. Like one time you asked me, and, and this is why I don't say it out. This is why I don't say anything about it out loud either. Cause I mm-hmm. know it's ridiculous. It's like the limerence. Yeah. It's like, I know it's ridiculous. So I won't say anything about how it makes me feel out loud because mm-hmm. I know it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but one day you texted me asking me if I knew what SAG after was. And I was like, this nigga thinks I'm the dumbest person on the planet. How am I a filmmaker? <laughs> How am I a filmmaker? And I don't know what SAG and after is. And that's why it took me so long to text you back. Cause every text was a cuss out and I had to delete everything I was writing because I was cussing you out every time. And then I think I just ended up texting. Yes. Why? <laughs> yeah. Cause I, my friend Patrice, when she worked on the TV show, yeah, she I mean, asked me. Oh no, she at, no, she posted a story, and she's like, "Does anybody know about this?" And I was like, "Rachel knows about that." So I sent you a message. I was like, "Hey, do you know about this?" And that's how I <laughs> that's how I sent it in my head. Right. Like, See, it's innocuous. 
Yeah. It's innocuous. You're just making <laughs> sure I had the information before you presented the situation to me. Yeah, I don't want to throw something in your lap without you knowing about it. But without over you here it. at the fucking Bonaventure Home for Wayward Girls, <laughs> I'm pulling my hair out. Like, this motherfucker <laughs> thinks I'm fucking stupid. I'm I, losing I, my absolute mind over it. I feel you. I told I, a... I told Carl Drogo about that, and he uh-huh. was just like, "That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life," and he <laughs> threw me in a tizzy. I was like, "Oh, oh, so I'm stupid." <laughs> oh, you're on his side. Oh, you're on his side. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't tell him about what you said. I told him when we were at Six Flags. I told him about the fear that I might be stupid. Oh no, maybe uh... it wasn't. Whatever. We we were together for a very long time, so it was either Six Flags or the trip to Louisville. I don't remember. I don't remember which. I just remember we were together for a very long time that day. I have an irrational fear that, like, I'm actually mentally like disabled, and that everybody's just being nice to me. See, it's the same. Yeah, I think everybody has that. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't think I. I don't think certain cocky motherfuckers have that because I don't think I don't think don't KB think is Tom, worried about that. Or if he is, Tom. he wouldn't. He would never say it out loud. Or Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Beyonce. She doesn't think she's mentally disabled. I think. Be- I, I actually think. I feel personally that Beyonce. Um, Are you gonna say uh, something controversial? As far more human than we actually treat her. Do you know what I mean? I'm trying because she like... really, like, she's really put herself out there so many times, and yet we're still just like queen, perfect, perfect. Yeah. But if I'm really looking at it, she's. She's always like she's always presented herself as a human. Are you running water? Yeah, I was. I drank the whole bottle of the wine. Wait, were you peeing or were you running water? No, running water. I was cleaning my decanter. Oh, okay. <laughs> I sent you a picture of me drinking wine, and I have a I have a stainless steel shark decanter that I got in, and uh, and so I was cleaning it up. <laughs> I was just making sure. Don't say anything <laughs> bad about Beyonce or people aren't going to like us. I would never say anything bad about Beyonce. Are you kidding me? Am I saying anything bad about Beyonce? I'm calling her fucking human. I love yeah. it. I love it. She's, oh, she's you think... had all these little documentaries and stuff yeah. come out and she talks about how she worries about her weight and how she worries about her relationship and Lemonade was just everything. It was like, oh my God. Like even Beyonce got cheated on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> she's been around forever. Like, uh, cause she's they... so fucking relatable. Oh my God. This website, the, the Ringer, they did a, like a 1999 series for like this summer. Yeah. So they they wrote a bunch of articles and did a bunch of uh, YouTube videos breaking down like the best songs from 1999. Why 99 in particular? Oh, because it was slamming. It was uh, Britney Spears, Oops, I Did It Again, Genie in a Bottle, Christina Aguilera, oh. I Want It That Way, Backstreet Boys, Blink-182, yeah, Jay-Z. Yeah. I mean, it was just like those years, Destiny's Child to bring it to Beyonce. So that was, so they were talking about the, the can you pay my bills? Can you pay my telephone bills? That song? The video is like, I guess, remember that old controversy with Destiny's Child where they kicked a bunch of people out and switched people in the video? Okay. So yeah, they brought that up. And uh, yeah, 99. So the, the Ringer, this uh, this website, they did a whole series on all the music from 1999. Okay. It was actually really good. I was like, I felt really old. <laughs> but then like, because 25-year-olds that work for the website, which is great. I like to hear their perspective as well. They were breaking down songs, but they were talking about it. Oh, I heard that song when I was like eight or nine years old. Yikes. And I was like, okay, cool. I was getting out of high school. Like, you know, I was 17, 18 years old in 1999. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. You graduated what, in 99 or 2000? I graduated in 2000. I'm the class of 2000. Okay. I'm Y2K. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 2001. Okay. My sister's 2001. So I graduated months before uh, 9 11. Okay. 
and all the kids who were going to the military, I was worried about them. Aww, when we graduated, I was just like, oh, what if we get in a war? And all of them were like, what? We're never going to get in a war. Next thing you know. <laughs> oh, man. It was, you know what, my friend, uh, she was in boot camp. Mm-hmm. And then they, like, boot, I don't even think boot camp was over before they sent them to Iraq. Like, they, like, brought some TVs into boot camp. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, okay, so here's what happened. And then just immediately just sent them over to Iraq. And no, then they sent them to Afghanistan. She was in Iraq. Well, then they sent her. That's after because uh, Iraq was like Oh, then it was Afghanistan. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It was Afghanistan. Um, and then um, uh, when she came back, like, mm-hmm. I want to say four or five years later, mm-hmm. she was different. Like, she, we went to high school together. And I don't, I think I maybe hugged her twice. Mm-hmm. I had any kind of physical touch mm-hmm. in regards to her, maybe two or three times in in high school, and then when she came back, uh, she would hug tight for a long time, like longer than ten seconds. Yeah. Every time she saw you, she would hug you tight, and then um, uh, she had these letters. Like she wrote me a letter on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, while she was over there and when I read the letter back you can tell she thought she was gonna die yeah it's craziness she never says it in the letter she never says it but you 100% can tell even touching it like there's an energy to it yeah it's wild like before I went to Iraq I had to do a fucking will when I was 23 years old oh yeah you (laughs) told me about that I had to fill a will out you have to do your life insurance paperwork, like all that stuff, and but yeah, no, I mean everybody deals with all those things differently. Yeah, yeah, you know? and it's for me, yeah, it changed my person. I have more of a how would I say it? I have an appreciation for life, and I think that what it changed in me more than anything else is that I believe that everybody on this planet has, like, a basic human right to happiness. And, like, to live safe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what it showed me. It showed me that there's too many people on this planet that don't get to live safe. And that's not not cool. For sure. It's not cool at all. So... Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but it's it's I, that's what I got out of it, because I I meet people like I remember one time when I was traveling, I told somebody that I was in the military, and they were like, "Oh," and we had a conversation way we had like a conversation for like maybe a half hour, forty five minutes before I told them that I was in the military. Yeah, and when I told them I was in the military. They were like, "What?" That doesn't, that doesn't, like, that doesn't go together. Military yeah. people are robots. You guys don't have brains. You guys are like, go shoot this over there. Seriously. Uh, like, when I lived in Sweden, I got called a baby killer. Uh, yeah. Like, I've had people call me in my face, tell me that I murder children. You know? Yeah. And it's, there's, those are things that you have to, like, be able to deal with. Uh, but I know what I did and i know what i believe in and the good i just learned that there's more good in the world than bad and that everybody deserves more good that's good to hear no matter where you live no matter where you're from if you're a little girl that's born in pakistan and like the mountains you should be able to go to school the same way a little girl can be able to go to school here in the united states yeah you know so that's what like I think that's what, like, the main idea was when people try to go, like, when the United States government <laughs> tries to go help places. Like, <laughs> we're going to go do good things. And they're like, well, let's just fucking, oh, wow, they got, like, oil. They have minerals. We're going to throw money into it. Yeah. Fuck the little kids. Nonprofits <laughs> could do that. What the <laughs> fuck was that? Sorry. I know you're being very serious and talking about politics right now, but something just made a huge noise in my bathroom. Oh, geez. Maybe somebody's in there. Scared the shit out of me. Wait. An old house. You should... Oh, oh, no. My you do live in an old house. No, my razor fell off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. 
The We've done commercials like... before. I'm gonna do a commercial again. The Flamingo Razor. You can buy it at fucking Target. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, my hair grows back very quickly, <laughs> but it took a whole week and a half for my hair to grow back after using this razor. It's amazing. That's so good. Um, and I'm gonna shave it again tomorrow. I can't wash my hair and shave in the same shower. I can't do it. It's too much fucking work. My hair is so thick. But my hair smells really good and it's like squeaky clean right now and the curls are like popping. I that's love big. the way I look, Felix. That's good. <laughs> I'm glad that you're saying that. You should say that. I'm like extremely fabulous. The, <laughs> the reasons why men don't like me cannot be about how I look because I look amazing. You're, you're a cutie. Oh, Felix. It's true. It's You've never true. said that. And the thing, the the cool thing is, I, I told this, I asked this lady that I, uh, this lady, this girl, uh, woman that I work with as well, because uh-huh. she changes her hair a lot. I was like, so you're just like confusing your boyfriend huh, on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, he gets something different every night. And I was like, yes. <laughs> he got like 18 girlfriends. That's what's up. She told me the craziest story. Okay. She told me that because uh, somebody told her that we do the we do the podcast at work, okay. uh-huh. and she told me this story where she uh, she went on a date with a guy, and she was like, "I just left in the middle of the date. I fucking erased his number. I blocked him on everything, and I left." And I was like, "What?" And she's like, "Yes, I left him at the fucking dinner table, blocked him on everything, and just dipped." What happened? What made her do that? She's like, I just I wasn't feeling them. I got a bad vibe, and she just took off. I love that kind of conviction. Yeah. <laughs> like, there wasn't even, like, a reason, reason. It's like, these vibes are off. I gotta go. Yeah, she's like, I wasn't feeling it. I had a bad feeling. I just, I just fucking went to the, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And she goes, I blocked them on everything. I raced them and just let, called the Uber, and I left. <laughs> Okay, this is wild, but, like, I heard this thing that, like, if you, like, burn, like, sage or Palo Santo in your house or something, since that's, Mm -hmm. like, meant to, like, ward off, like, bad spirits and bad Mm -hmm. energy, that if, Mm -hmm. that if someone comes in your house and they hate the way it smells because you burn that, Mm -hmm. then that person doesn't belong in your life. So, so when I invite a new person over, I always burn Palo Santo. Like, I mean, I do Palo Santo in my house all the time anyway, mm-hmm. but I always make sure to do it right. Like, like, like people will text you, I'm here. And then I'll like burn some Palo Santo real quick. So it'll be like fresh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if they come in and they complain about it, they're like, oh, what is that? You know, I'll be like, <laughs> we can't kick it no more. <laughs> <laughs> grandmother used to do that and then my other grandmother would do the she would bless the house and then do like rosary yeah the, the rosary yeah i'm like fuck this shit <laughs> i didn't mean to say it like that no i get I, it but i did <laughs> <laughs> but i pern i i mean it wasn't like a romantic thing with you and i but when you came to my home i burned palo santo when you got here yeah so I, I, had even... already, I had just burned it, and you came in, and you said my apartment smelled really good. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you passed the test. <laughs> it's a vibe I... thing. I'm about a vibe. I'm looking for a vibe. I mean, I'm, I was. I feel like I'm different because I was born on an island. But I mean, you know, like how? I don't know. I have like I grew up like uh, I have like such a varied background. But even like my grandmother who passed away when I was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. She was very, you know, uh, she was into Santeria, you know, uh-huh. and stuff like that. So uh, they had like her and my grandfather only had my mother and they had them. They had her like really late in life. Oh, uh, uh-huh. like she they traveled like the world, like in the, you know, after World War Two, like in the 50s, and 60s, they were traveling. Like taking ships and fucking <laughs> flying in old school airplanes going around the world. And it's like okay. that takes like some fucking guts yeah, when you're a, when you're a woman, you know, in the fifties and sixties. Yeah. So 
she was like super cool, but she would do Palo Santo and stuff like that. So I think all that stuff comes from the same. It comes from the same place. It comes from Africa, you know, like that's yeah. where that's where man originated. So a lot of our mysticism and spiritualism comes from there. So yeah. And then the major religions all come from the Middle East, but don't tell a white person that they'll freak out. They can't. <laughs> they can't it. know it. My they Jesus fucking dipped it. skull and <laughs> hanging outside the Walmart drinking fucking Mountain Dew. That's my Jesus, <laughs> brother. That's my Jesus. <laughs> Dude, your Jesus is from fucking Palestine, bro. What? No way. Israel. Don't say that no, about I... Jesus. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I mean, that's how they feel. Oh, yeah. They'll be like, yes. I know. <laughs> The South is amazing for that. That's why. That's why I chose. That's why I love to live here in Atlanta, because it's very connected to mysticism as well. Yeah. The South, um, you know. Yeah, I I met a guy who like um, he he descends from like the Gichigola. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And he was telling me like about the island, and I'm just like, I have to go there. I have to go there. Because I think I had mentioned to him that I wanted to see a priestess. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then he just told me about, like, you know, who he comes from. And I was like, holy shit. There's some That's of the first... right. I'm here. It's real. <laughs> There's some of the first, like, originally autonomous, not just African-American, but Americans. Yeah. Like, they basically had their own, like, mini little country for a long time. I mean, they kind of still do. We need to go. Yeah. We need to go pay a visit. I'm totally down to go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you keep wanting to travel with me, and I'm, like, trepidatious about uh, it, but I'll do I, that. I'll go there. That seems like a two-day trip. I can handle you for that Not long. even. I think that's George, That's here in Georgia or South Carolina? Georgia. It's, South- it's off the Georgia coast. Yes, yeah, off the Georgia coast. Is it? Is it South? It's, like, by Brunswick, Georgia? I'm not sure. Me neither. I have to look at the map. Yeah. I'm not a Georgian. Neither am I. I wonder, you know how they say, like, if you're in, like, with LA and New York, like, you have to be there 10 years before you're an Angelino <laughs> or a New Yorker? Like, how yeah. long do we have to be in Atlanta before we're Atlantans? I don't know. I don't know. I'll never be an Atlantan. I just, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm, I'm gonna, like, you know, grow roots here but i don't know that i'll ever be an atlantan right you're an angelino man like through and through yeah you're west coast all day i still say i mean i'm over here calling it the 285 (laughs) the 20 the 75 the 85 (laughs) they don't say that here they go 285 it's not gonna go anywhere i get like i was scrolling through instagram today and there was like this this insta that like this guy just makes graphic. He like draws pictures of the signs on the outside of strip malls in Koreatown. Mm-hmm. It's so specific. In but, LA? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll link you to it. It's um, like, I, I guess it means nothing to you, but when I see, I like started crying. Also, I'm fucking see? drunk, so You're it's not easy a monster. to get emotional about it. No, You're no, not no, no, a monster. No. To bring it back to the beginning of the, of the call. <laughs> I really miss home right now. I really miss home I a lot. I was telling you earlier that I felt like I was being overbearing with like you and the crew and KD because y'all are all I have out here and there's a lot mm-hmm. of big important stuff happening to me right now and I want mm-hmm. someone to be there for me like during mm-hmm. it. Like not for me but with me, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't want to experience like this is I have great shit happening in my life career-wise and I don't want to be alone and experiencing it. And so I feel like I've been really overbearing with you guys, like as a crew, like with all of you, because, because like every week I have a show and every week there's some new material and like, it's always like, there's always something happening that's like, Oh, this is a big deal. And even the fact that the next film festival falls on the same day as my remission, yeah, it's like a remission party. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't have a remission party or anything, but like, 
it's the same day as my remission. Hopefully I can get you guys to come out and have a drink or we can have dinner together or something, but I feel really bad. And I've been, I've like taken a step back from texting people mm-hmm. in the last like week and a half. I, I've just taken a step back from just like being in people's faces just cause mm-hmm. I feel like everyone's about to get real sick of me. <laughs> Like back home, like I can spread all this stuff out between like 200 people. Like if it was, if all of this stuff was happening back home, then, you know, everyone could take a shift in supporting me, but I've only, (laughs) you know what I mean? I've got, what is it? You, Lauren, Ansley, Matt, and Katie. That's it. That's, that's what I've got. That's it. And so it does, it doesn't spread out enough, you know, there's no, there's no one else to take a shift for you. Well, I like going to your shows. I appreciate that. I like meeting new people. Yeah, you're good at that. I can't stand meeting new people. I, I hate it. I'm just like, oh, this is another person I'm going to disappoint. I used to be a tour guide. I used to have to meet 60 people a night. I mean, I used to work at Disneyland. I met hundreds of people a day. I just, I never liked it. <laughs> Would you be like, what, is, what was your job at Disneyland? I was, um, I was an attractions host. So I started at a little ride in California adventure and then I got a bigger ride. And that's when I met all the loves of my life. (laughs) Shout out Mariana. (laughs) So you'd be like, Hey, welcome to the ride. Where, where your seatbelt? Yo, no, I was the greatest of all time. (laughs) First of all, I really, really liked working on these rides because there were all these moving parts and you had to uh-huh. be thinking constantly. I really hated being like at the front of the line, like just like measuring people. I hated that because it was, it was just like <laughs> one thought. It yeah. was just one thought the whole time. You know, I hated it, but being up on the platform and getting people through the rides and, mm-hmm. and, and having your mind trigger a thousand different thoughts at a time was great. And then when I got, Screaming, um, which is the roller coaster at California Adventure. It's not called Screaming anymore. I forget what it is now. But um, there, there's more than a thousand things you have to think about at a time. And my favorite position was grouper because while I'm bad at math, I was really good at puzzles. So mm-hmm. being a grouper is kind of like a puzzle. So basically, if you have an even number of trains, okay, so you have two platforms, you have mm-hmm. an even number of trains, that means the same train is going to come back on the same track every time so there's mm-hmm. nothing you have to really think about in those regards you just have to remember where the green train is the green train's important because it's only got 23 seats instead of 24 because it's the handicap train okay so when you have an odd number of trains that means the trains come back on the opposite track that it left on so if we're running five trains that means you have to remember the order and you have to remember when the green train is coming and you have to do that math correctly while you're grouping. And that was the best shit ever. And there was one day where the second group, cause there's two, you do it for, you have one for each platform where the second grouper like left or had to clock out or they had nobody. I don't remember what happened, but I was alone grouping five trains by myself. Mm, and shit. It was the most fun I've ever had at work in my life. I've never had a better day at work than that day. That's cool. Still, still, even with this job that I love so much, I've never had a better work, uh, a better like, like day at work than that day. And I'm wondering if Mariana was there that day. Mariana, if you're listening and if you were there that day, back me up because it was fucking amazing. But I don't think you were there. So you you <laughs> so guided. She had left. I think she had left by then. You if guided, she was there that day, she was gone. You guided hundreds of people safely into the ride. Yeah. It was amazing. It was so much fun. That's I love good. a good puzzle. I really miss working there. I think I would have worked there forever if they had paid more. I think I was only making $7.10. Oh, my God. So I left to be a bartender. And, Disney makes uh, billions of dollars. more often. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you work at a bar. There's this you work at available. a bar. People are throwing dicks into you <laughs> from, from, like, miles away. They're just they're like, like, oh, look, look at over there. Cross the street. Goes, oh, my God, alcohol. Here. Pew! They're like, it's, it's it like off. in one of those little blow things. Oh, in the blow dart, yeah. Yeah, they're just <laughs> sending dicks over to you. Just sending them over. You know what? We've been, it's, we have like less than a minute left. 
I mean, we can call again and continue to record, but are we done? I'm kind of, I don't know. I can keep talking, but I'm kind of tired. Yeah, I think this should be it. I don't even know if we're publishing this. Let's wake up tomorrow and see how we feel. I'm down, but I liked it. It was fun. I liked talking to you, so. Yeah. I mean, we're both drunk, so we'll see how this actually sounds tomorrow. <laughs> but we didn't say anything too bad. You can you can just log in as me, and you can hear it. You can listen to it tomorrow while you're doing whatever. Right. I'm probably going to listen to it tomorrow, too. All right. All right. Take it easy. Rest well. I will. I love you, buddy. Love you, too. Bye. Bye.